Okay, so I'd just like to share a few words before, before we continue. Uh, John chapter 4, or John chapter 5, sorry, if you have your, uh, if you have your Bibles with you. John chapter 5. Um, before we, we press on, just to say a little bit about ourselves. So my, my name is Glenn, married to Jill. I've uh, been at Romford Elim Church uh, for, since 1998. I was at Ilford for seven years before that as the assistant. And, um, but originally from Leeds. Well, originally from St. Kitts, actually. But, originally, um, but it was only two when we came over. And we lived in Leeds. And uh, we've had a long history between Leeds and Derby because we both had very strong youth groups. Um, I think over 100 young people at that stage back in the 80s. That was when um, Gordon was here. Gordon Neal, don't know how many remembers him. Some of you might want to forget him, I don't know. But uh, Gordon was here, and John Hutch. Do you remember John? He was, he was one of the young people in our youth group and, and came down to bless you and to help you. And uh, then we came down to a, it was a fancy dress. And there was, it, was, it was a medieval thing that you did. And there was hay on the floor, and there was chickens. It was, it was the real deal, and you know, and the medieval kind of stuff. Um, but that was John and Sandry, very creative. And that's what I remember coming down. So that's a long, long time ago. So it really is good to be back. It's good to be back and to see, um, to see and to see the church again um, flourishing. So we're going to read from chapter 5 of John, the Gospel of John. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And they waited for the moving of the waters. From time to time an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. The first one into the pool, after each such disturbance, would be cured of whatever disease he had. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. Amen. And as I was reading that, a thought came to my mind, which I just want to bring to you um, this morning. The situation, first of all, was that there was this pool in Jerusalem. It was by the Sheep Gate. And the sheep gate was where they brought in the sheep, maybe for the sacrifices that was made in the temple. Um, and it was situated near that position. And that pool had developed quite a reputation. Quite a reputation because there gathered people who were ill, people who were sick, the Lyme, the Blaine, the paralyzed. Quite a cross-section of people. And the question is, why? Why did they gather there? Well, there was this belief that when the waters of that pool stirred, the first one in, after it stirred, would be healed. 
was in an area called Bethesda. It had a few various different names, but one of the meanings of Bethsaida was House of Mercy, and it was a colonnaded area. Um, I suppose it might be a little bit like the town of Bath from our perspective. Maybe it could have been somewhere like a health spa in their, in their period of time. Um, and it, it could have been that it was some kind of spa pool, an underground kind of river that went under there. And every time it bubbled up, it stirred that the first one in would get healed. That was the belief. And it could have been just that. Or it could have been a holy place where there really was an angelic visitation who stirred the pool. And when that pool was stirred, the first one in would get healed. Now, irrespective of which way you look at it, that was why people went to that pool. And that's why this guy was there. That was the situation. The second thing is Jesus. Jesus arrives and his focus is on this guy. Maybe in his eyes one of the most pitiful cases. Because this guy had no hope of getting into the pool before somebody else because he was paralyzed. And he would have to rely on somebody else to help him to get into the pool. And as a result, he never made it. And he asked him this question, do you want to get well? And that's a loaded question because it could have been in the context of, do you want to get well? And the compassion that we know Jesus to be famous for coming, pouring out, just seeing the need of this man, that in compassion he asked him, do you want to get well? As if somehow there was going to be a helping hand. Or it could have been a slight challenge that Jesus gave to this man. Do you really want to get well? Because this guy had been there for 38 years. 38 years of failure. 38 years of seeing other people blessed. Other people receiving what he wanted. And just missing out all the time. And that's what caused me to think there's a missing question in there. And I think that question in the, in the mind of that guy was, when is it going to be my turn? When is it going to be my turn? When's it going to be my turn to get healed? The third thing I want to mention is the answer that Jesus, that came his way. And interestingly enough, it wasn't the stirring of the pool where he got his answer, he got his healing. It was that he had an encounter with Jesus. That's where the healing came from. Not the stirring of the pool. And the method Jesus used was a command for action. Not only on his part to say, get up, but on the part of the paralytic to respond and make a move, do something. And the result was when he said, get up, pick up your mat, the guy got up, picked up his mat, healing flooded into his body. The limbs that had been uh, wasted suddenly became strong again. It's a miracle. There's no way that should have happened. But he got up, picked up his mat, and he walked. A new creation. Amen? 
a new creation. And very simply this morning, I want to ask that question to you. Because I think there might be people here who are asking that question. Lord, when is it going to be my turn? When's it going to be my turn to get healed? When it's going to be my turn to have my bank balance transformed? When's it going to be my turn to have a decent relationship? When's it going to be my turn for my circumstances to change for the better? When's it going to be my turn to have some success? Now, I don't know, there may be people here, well, I think there will be in a crowd like this who maybe have asked that question or are asking that question now, right now. Lord, when is it going to be my turn? Because I'm seeing other people get what I want. I'm seeing them getting healed. I'm seeing them getting blessed. I'm seeing them um, having no more financial worries. I'm seeing them, their circumstances change. I'm seeing successful relationships. And I want a bit of that success. And when we do that, for a long time, we can get jaded. When we ask that kind of a question of God, we can get down and we can get introvert. We can get a little bit like this guy, wasted and actually not believing it's ever going to happen. Things are always going to stay the same as they are. And we begin to look in other places. Some people begin to try and win the, the lottery. I'm going to win it! Some people begin to try and get next to people who are successful. Some people try all kinds of things and they're looking in the wrong place. You need to look at Jesus. Because whatever's going to happen, what needs to happen, starts in here. Because we know that money doesn't make you happy. We know that success doesn't necessarily make you happy. What makes you happy is something that happens in here. And we know that there's a God-shaped hole that only God can fill. And that Christ has done it through the cross. I was, uh, I was at Prestatium. For those of you who remember, Prestatium used to gather as, um, uh, every year for the Elim Conference. And I was um, responsible. I was on the, team, the youth team there. Um, and I was responsible for that particular evening. We had Colin Dye speaking in the youth meeting. And at that particular point in time, there'd been a real move of God um, in KT and in lots of other parts of the country of oil. I don't know if any of you remember, but suddenly all these manifestations of oil pouring onto people and flowing out of them. And uh, I never experienced it. And we were there at this particular meeting. We were there pre-meeting and getting stuff ready and getting the stage, stage ready. And a girl walked in early and she came in crying and she sat on the edge of the stage and she asked me a question and I sat down next to her while guys were doing their thing and she was in exactly that position. She was asking, nothing's going right, nothing. I, I see my friends, they're getting blessed, I see this happening and uh, I don't know what my future is and, and nothing's happening. It's as if God's forgotten me. And she I didn't quite know what to say. You know, I was, I, was, I was saying the usual things. Look, you know, be patient. You know, God is faithful and all the stuff. And, um, but really, I, I didn't feel I had that cutting-edge word for her at that particular point in time. So I said, well, listen, why don't you stay and um, 
you know, come to the meeting, and I'm going to pray now that God will speak to you. And so we prayed. And then people started flooding in. The meeting came. Colin spoke. And lo and behold, there was this manifestation of oil started happening. I can't, I can't tell you why the house, but it started to happen. Um, and so we went down, and we, people were coming forward for prayer. And this girl came, came up, and her face was beaming. This time she was crying with joy. And she said, look. And the hands were literally pouring oil. And I touched it, because it's never happened to me, and I, and I touched it, and I felt it, and I felt the viscosity. It wasn't sweat. It wasn't excessive glands. It was oil. And she had been transformed. I understood why it happened for her, because she needed to know that God had seen her. It was her turn. It was her turn to recognize God has seen me. God has intervened in my circumstance. God has intervened in my situation. His eyes are upon me. Hallelujah. And this morning, I simply want to tell you, today is your turn. God's eyes are upon you. In fact, they always have been. It's us who take our eyes off Jesus. And we get distracted by other things and by our own circumstances, our own situations, when actually... What God wants is for us to remain fixed on him so that he can then give to us not necessarily what we want, but he can give to us what we need. I'm going to ask the band to come back. And we're just going to begin to share with you some songs and testimonies where people found it was their turn. And as we go through this, I want your participation. So if you're going to participate, will you give me a nod? Ooh, two. Three. I'll ask the question again. When it's your turn, will you give me a nod that you'll participate? Oh, more than nod. Amen. That's what I like to hear. Um, Because when I became a Christian, God started giving me songs. A long time ago, myself and Andy and Steve at Leeds... We were the first original boy band. They called us the Bridge Street Boys. (laughs) And we just started singing because of the the passion and the love we had for Jesus. Um, And it's just gone on from there. And and so I want to share some of these songs with you. Is that okay? Is that okay? And we pray that as we do share these songs with you, they'll be a blessing to you. But some of them you're going to have to participate in. And I'm praying that it will be your turn this morning for whatever circumstance you are in that you will say, Lord, just do it in me and receive what God has for you this morning. It might be that you don't know Jesus. This morning, let him in. Get to know him. I went to church for years And I knew about God. I read the Bible three times before I was 13. But I didn't know him. I knew about him, but I didn't know him. But it might be you need a touch of healing. Come, Isaiah 55.